0: Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher.
1: And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and spiritual coach.
0: And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our
1: everyday lives. Well, hello. Welcome, everyone. We're back. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It feels like we were gone like six weeks. It does. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Happy New Year. Um although the witch's new year is Sawin, Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, but we
0: sell I mean, I feel like witches like to celebrate all of it. Yeah. If there's a reason to celebrate, let's do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> so we don't have any cards from the previous week, but let's do our check-in
2: to yes. see. Tell me,
1: I want to I'm anxious to hear because you were telling me something before and you were like, I'll say it on the podcast. So I want to yeah. know how you were doing.
0: You know, I went through a patch there. I mean, the holiday. Okay. The, the, we know, we all know these are really dark times. Mm. You know, this is, there's a lot going on. And and Ted and I have been quarantining now for you know it's like so many of us have been quarantining for almost a year. I was thinking about
1: that that it's just you two. Yeah, for it's a year, us. and you haven't like have you even gone out for a walk with anybody or anything? No. Yeah, I have. No, I've yeah. been walking because outside it's supposed to be okay. Well, yeah, uh-huh. but I mean, like,
0: our friends live in Denver. Our closest uh, friends are kind of all right. Like, we were already pretty isolated I up here. See. And then now it's winter, which is here. Yeah. Really, like, snowy. It's already a time of isolation and, you know, really dark.
3: Yeah. And,
0: so, and, and that the holidays are not usually my favorite time yeah. period. Yeah. You
1: know, I uh, forgot about that. I feel bad because when we would text, I totally forgot that you hate the holidays because I love the holidays so much much that I forgot. <laughs> I was overwhelmed by my I think maybe because of COVID I was so excited about the holidays like I could celebrate some and so I forgot and
0: I, I mean I have that. moments when I like I liked when we decorated even I though I'm did. like Ted always wants to decorate early and I'm like no and then when I start doing it I'm like oh I like this this is fun but I do hate Christmas music mm. but <laughs> mm. like mm. the singers always sound so fake to me, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I like Silent Night. I like the sad one. Oh, you should listen
1: like... to. There's an. There was an indie Christmas playlist that my daughter was like. Do all indie Christmas songs have to sound so depressing? Oh yeah, <laughs> I
0: would probably like yeah. that. And I do. I like the Charlie Brown Christmas. I do like mm-hmm. that. But anyway. I was just, I got into this feeling, and I'm going to talk about this also in Practical Magic. That was a feeling of loneliness. I also started mm. to believe, this happens to me sometimes, mm. that I start to believe that Ted doesn't really love me and he's just pretending.
3: Oh, no. Yeah. Does you never get
0: that? Does that not no. happen to you? Yeah, it happens to me and and I just am like, oh, and say, and he could be acting just totally normal and loving and sweet and then I just see him and I'm like, oh, he's just faking, it, just um, dialing it in.
1: Oh my gosh, so, <laughs> I want you to go through this reprogramming meditation and change things up. Oh yeah, I still want happens. to do that. Yeah, I was, yeah. I
0: just got in, it because I know you were mentioning that and I just was in this space where I was even like, I don't even want to journal, I don't want to yeah. work on this, I just, it was just in it. And, yeah, um, yeah and it was and then i started to be like not only does ted not love me but no one has ever loved me oh, <laughs> like, no everyone dying. just yeah I I just got into that and so then but just recently finally I I admitted it to Ted and but I was also mad at him because he didn't love me so we were fighting but then he convinced me and once again that he did love me so now I feel a lot better (laughs) and I realized um, I feel now once again like I can focus on how wonderful it is to love people rather than worrying whether or not they're loving me but I did I will say I I was like, the only person who loves me is Aaron. That's my brother.
3: Because it's
0: really hard for me to not believe that Aaron loves me. He were he and I it's like I feel like he he and I were orphans sort of even though we weren't and we were to each other.
1: I have so much to say about this. Hope I wasn't (laughs) interrupting you and letting you just have your feelings. (laughs) But like, well, first of all, I guess I do I don't feel like Brett doesn't love me but um I I do feel like in a moment's notice I could believe something that (laughs) would convince me otherwise Mm. so I might have that a little bit like um but yeah but I know that feeling I know what you're talking about that old feeling of um and that is really a sign that it's that's old like that is like it's old yeah no I was I was
0: just like oh my my dad it it was all Mm -hmm. it's like all about how what I can do for them like am I a good accessory to their lives like that's the because that was really kind of a lot how I felt as a child
1: well it was true I think and for me too like I definitely can go to a place where where because nobody really lo- loved nobody loved me growing up. I didn't have lot. I mean, my dad was the only one who we could make a case for, um, <laughs> and and so therefore I clung to that and believed it. Which is why I believe that was my saving grace. Because that's why I believe that I deserve love at all was because I had that seed planted in me. Well, my dad loves me, but yeah. if I look back on it, it's like. Well, I'm- that was real scrappings. Well, Is yeah, because
0: I mean, I will say I feel like they, my parents loved me to the extent that they could love. Because mm-hmm. narcissists, you know, it's yeah. really hard for narcissists to fully love. love. And I don't, and I feel like my dad isn't as much of a narcissist as my mom, yes. but I still feel like it was, like, it, it was more about like their experience of me loving them
1: than, you know, my experience of them loving me. They weren't seeing you and loving you and like really taking you in and being like, this is a precious existence. And (laughs) uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I didn't have that either. And I had no extended family. Like at at my, the same was true for my brother and sister. Nobody loved me. But again, nobody... This is what was the culture of the house. You know, yeah. nobody was allowed to love each other. My mother yeah. set it up so everybody was against each other. Yeah, Except my sister. She loved my sister. Um, there, That often happens with narcissism in case people are... But I mean, you know, I
0: feel like I was the golden child too, but it's still, it, it wasn't. Like between me and my brother, I was. So he was probably uh, like, oh, they love Tess, but they didn't love me. But it was like, it still wasn't fully my experience. It was like... It was more like, oh, look what Teresa is doing in gymnastics. And, like, she thinks I'm such a good mom. It was more of that kind of energy. Yes. than like, oh, I really feel like they actually really care about what happens to me, you
1: know? Yes. <laughs> I think it was a little different with my mom and sister because she actually is a different father. And they were – It was she was a single mom for a while. So I feel like she was like, this is my buddy. It still wasn't healthy. But I think with that dynamic, it was more she – Like, that was her person, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I was just going to say, whenever I get those over, I, I also experience that, um... In terms of like, oh my, oh my God, I'm just realizing I did experience it in terms of just like general external validation. I was like, nobody really likes me. Yeah. Like I had the same kind of thing and I knew it was old and I knew. Oh, like it, recently? Yes. Oh. I'm realizing that, um, that that same thing came up and and it felt so old and mm-hmm. terrible and like I was caught in it yeah um, yeah and so for me, I had to do like I actually did a trade with my the person I trade with, and that really helped clear it out, and then I was able to then go back and do reprogramming and give myself this love, this whole reprogramming, and like that I told you my guides told me about in case people are new to this, like where you go back to a time and then surrounded by the guides and the light, you imagine it, get you getting exactly what you needed. Yeah. Um. Because that's what's coming up. That's what came up for both of us. It's like yeah. that old, old stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: It was helpful. Ted helped me because he, he was just like, what's wrong? No, really what's wrong? Oh, like you just sat good. there with me and then. Oh, eventually good. I started to be like oh he really wants to know that like, he actually really wants
1: to know what's wrong <laughs> oh, that breaks my heart because that really is like little Tess who yeah. was like nobody actually who really nobody did care yeah. really oh, I'm really my brother glad for, yeah oh except your brother that's good see he was your saving grace and for mm-hmm. me it was my dad even though he, it's so sad to think about just thinking he was like never home like maybe 5% of the time and the way he would help would be when he would come home then I mean I remember one time I ran away and my mom I called home and my mom was like I don't care what you do but your father wants you back because he happened to like come in from a business trip and so I was like, oh, okay, Aww. <laughs> oh, he loves me. But then all he would do would be like, say, hi, honey, and hug me, and then no conversation. Yeah. But that's, and sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Boy, that went, did did I just overtake your share? I'm really no. sorry if I did No,
0: I that. didn't feel like you did at all.
1: Okay. Well, I love you. Thank you. And I want you to know that, and it's real. <laughs> Aww, it's thank true. you. I love and you, I'm too. And I'm glad you feel better. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I feel a lot better. It's hard when it overcomes like that, like when it overtakes you, you know what I mean? Like it's like when it really feels like it's present time.
0: Yeah, and it's just so much happening in the world right now, just real dark times. And then I think also being like, I I know I'm lucky as far as everything goes right now. So then I'm like, I'm fine. I can't, Um, I, you know, but it was still a thing that I went through.
1: Yeah, definitely. And also... Like, you know this. Like you would never say like if I was having a really hard time, you wouldn't be like, Hey, Natasha, people are dying from COVID. Can yeah. you get over it? Like yeah, I you know. wouldn't say that to no, me. No, I would never. Yeah. Even though of course we feel terrible for Yeah. Everybody. And I do I
0: mean I say that to people too. Like it is not something to compare because I know that I do that. Like that I compare mm. my pain and then I like discount it because, you know. But We all get to have our, we all get to have compassion for ourselves no matter what we're going through.
1: Yeah. And I just really got this message right now. I just got this feeling like all of our pain is actually, uh, I don't want this to sound spiritual bypassy, but like all of our pain is actually a gift to everybody because the way we heal it and then process it helps other people. Like, yeah. we become stronger and more full of light, and also they get to see us do that, and... Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a no
0: way good. to to open up to all of it. That's, that's the opposite of spiritual bypassing. Okay, great.
1: All right. Well, shall we <laughs> move on? Yeah. <laughs> I hope fun. everyone else had a good last couple of weeks. Yeah. As yeah. much as possible. and Cindy, where Cindy
0: to everybody, there's just so much going on right now, and... Yeah, it's, it's really a hard time yeah a lot of grief i i am i really want everyone to know i'm sending extra love if you have lost a loved one Ugh, yes or if you're in danger of losing a loved one yes, yeah. we're sending but, our sympathy and love and compassion your way
1: Yes, yeah. so i'm very grateful for these vaccines that yeah, are slowly yeah. coming out but uh it's i'm just i think i'm just my eye is on that like hoping even right. though there's a new strain but all right well no but the vaccines
0: will work on the new strain also
1: it will yeah oh Mm -hmm. i
0: didn't know that Mm yeah that's good that's the that's the word on the street that that's Uh, what the scientists are saying okay good last i heard okay so now let's talk about our manifesting course and that we're going well we're going to be on instagram live today if you happen to be listening on monday Yes. We're going to be on at 4.30 Pacific, 5.30 Mountain, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern on Instagram on Magic Monday Podcast to talk about our manifesting course and our free webinar, free webinar coming up That's this right. Wednesday.
1: Yes, for free. I always <laughs> laugh when you give all the times because I feel like people can know like if you say seven thirty p.m eastern don't you think people can calculate it they
0: can but it's an extra step <laughs> for a lot of people like if they aren't used to it if they aren't used to it it is they have to get online and like look it up because um, you and I are used to it because we do readings with people all over but I see. not
1: everybody is <clears throat> um yeah, I guess if somebody was in, but if someone's in, anyway, this is not important. Yes. We so can talk about doing, it later. <laughs> <laughs> um, So our webinar is going to be, I feel really great because yes. we're going to be, well, what are you doing for it? Let's say that. Well, because it's called Attuning it to me.
0: Joy and Abundance in 2021. And I will be offering some feng shui and house magic tips for aligning, getting into the momentum of joy and the vibration of abundance in this
1: new year yeah and i'll be leading us in a meditation where we're going to be first releasing any of that old energy we don't want um, and then coming into that the vibration that we do want and grounding it into present time 2021 and we'll have guides and ascended masters there to amplify it all and we have a lot of people already signed up so i what i love about that so much is it really amplifies the energy like the more people are there it's it makes me so happy because it really um It's just, it's so powerful. Yeah. Um, Setting
0: intentions together, visualizing. We do this with the Good Vibe Tribe. Um, Even when it's virtual, you can still have a circle that amplifies the energy.
1: And even if you're listening to the recording, you can still feel that energy, which there will be a recording. It's like, um, you know, when you get a book that's been channeled, like the Sinea Roman, Roman books that I love so much, Living with Joy, when you open it, like I feel the vibration of it. Um, Because they amplify it with the guides. Um, And so it's just, it feels so great. So we really look forward to having you there. It is free. You can sign up on our website, right? Is it on our website?
0: It is. If you go to magicmondaypodcast.com and then click on the Manifesting Course banner at the top, then you'll see register for the webinar will be right there. And if you go to our Instagram and click on the bio link um then you'll see a link there to sign up for the webinar also
1: yeah and it is and we will also we should say on the webinar be talking about our manifestation course because if you sign up today um Or within 24 hours, sorry, not today. If you sign up, our registration for our course opens on Wednesday. And if you sign, no, I'm messing this up. Our registration for our course opens (laughs) Thursday. But if you sign up within 24 hours of the webinar, you get the early bird discount. Yeah,
0: so like a little bit before registration opens. If you join our webinar, you'll get to register a little early.
1: Yes. And And then get a discount. Yes, that's the big news, the discount, that will go away starting Friday, basically. Okay. But the door's open Thursday. Okay, great. If you have We've any
0: questions it. about this, just <laughs> let us know.
1: <laughs> but we are excited about the course, too. Yeah. Um, and along those lines, we have invited our producer, Brett Christensen, who's also my husband, and we talk on there. You'll listen to it in one minute. We're going to talk about how I manifested him. So here we go. Okay. Well, we are here with Brett Christensen, our producer and my husband. Yay, Brett. Welcome <laughs> to the two show. Two of my proudest titles. <laughs> um, so we thought we would do this episode today to talk because we're doing our manifestation course in a week from today if you're listening on monday and so the biggest thing i ever produced was brett my husband the producer (laughs) that's right (laughs) so i thought i'd talk about it because it was a pretty big um it was a pretty big deal so should i just talk about how it all happened like Should just start with my... Yeah,
0: I mean, I also, maybe I should say that I met you guys at the same time at your house when I I was doing a feng shui consultation for you, and I remember... Being like these guys have such good vibes and so sweet, and you could tell they like each other and love each other so much. And Uh, I remember telling Ted about it when I got home, trying to describe you guys to Ted, (laughs) like how you rescued cats and how you were both
1: so funny and just had such good vibes. Oh, that's
2: That's really nice. nice.
1: I've never heard that before from you. That's so cute.
2: You know, I'm realizing uh, that we can also talk about, uh, like, I had a lot of questions. When you told me that you manifested me
1: oh okay
2: so we can talk maybe through some of those because it
1: is (laughs) (laughs) i mean we
2: joke about my having not existed before i was manifested
1: i don't say that you say
2: that oh fine i joke about it yeah (laughs) Uh, and i it kind of feels that way uh especially just because we've been together for so long but it is i think an interesting idea to talk about manifesting a person Mm
1: -hmm.
2: we've been together 17
1: years we should say um and Tess you've been with Ted for a long longer 21 years and I
0: manifested him when I was 21 years old which is too young to manifest
1: the love of your life but (laughs) it worked out (laughs) oh my gosh well do you want to ask a question first or should I start to go into it when you Brett
2: Oh, um, no, 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 you go. You Let's start and okay. we'll just uh, talk about it.
1: Well, the precursor to all this is I was married once before and it was a very nice relationship. And he was... <laughs> Trademark. Very... Nice relationship. <laughs> T- TM. Nice relationship. Um, he, was, he is. We're still friendly. Um, I get his yearly... Um, card in the mail. And we say hello on birthdays. But anyway, so he's very nice guy. When I met him, I was 28. And I did love him at first. But then after we got married, I realized, oh, my God, this is my whole life. (laughs) It hit me like a ton of bricks. For some reason, even though I was meditating then, and I, I am, a, I was a very spiritually aware person. I I just really thought like, oh, you can't expect to like be in love with your partner for all the years. I feel like we get that messaging a lot about marriage. Like marriage is hard, marriage is, and it can be for people, I guess (laughs) I do have to say. I don't feel like it's hard for me, but and or like you know you can't like the love ebbs and flows and like you if you're hat if you're really good friends you can't expect to be like excited about the person and so I was like well this is it like he had he also had a lot of money which I don't care about money as far as like I you know it's nice to have money for security but I'm not like a I told Brett, like, I still shop from the Delia's catalog when I was with him, even though he had a lot of money. Aww, deal, like, yes. Yeah, like, I'm not, <laughs> like, a rich person. Like, I don't have rich people's taste.
2: You're a woman woman of simple tastes.
1: Yeah. So anyway, but it was it was security. Like it definitely felt like okay, I'm secure. I loved his family, which I do miss his family. I gotta say, not I also love Brett's family, but his family I really connected with. Um, But and I had a hard upbringing, so that was like a really big deal for me. Mm. Um, And so um, I was just like, oh well, this is what you get. Like this is good, you know. And then I got married, and I was like oh no, <laughs> Like it really hit me like, oh no. So I really tried. <laughs> I really tried. I did everything. Um, but the thing is, we just weren't a good match. Like he was not interested in spiritual growth. I don't want to say too much about him because, you know, it's, he's not here, but he just was, I like, he would say that it's not an insult or anything. It's just, he was not interested in growing. And I was like, I'm not happy. And I want to grow. Like we can, can, you know, make this work, but he was like, okay. But like, he was fine. Like he's always been like a happy guy and um, it just wasn't working for me. So the big thing for me was even just admitting that and leaving. You know, that was huge. And I want to say, address that about manifestation because sometimes like a big attractor for what you want is taking big leaps of action. And saying no
0: to what you don't want to, even if it's like, oh, this seems like I should want this. And then you're like, but, you know, and then when you say no to that, like you did, then it opens you up to something that really matches you so much better.
1: And it was really hard for me because I mean, I really... Double checked all like literally. I think I've said this before in the podcast like, no one thought it was a good idea for me to leave. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. I mean, my best friend has since apologized to me many times that she was. Well, and no one's qualified to know except yeah. you. Well, my therapist could have had a little more encouragement, right, encouragement <laughs> but she yeah. was, she's, she told me, she was like, I don't think it's really possible to have she's like you can't have stability and excitement oh see because she hadn't had it before because
0: I could see that like I could imagine if you had not had that experience of having someone that matches you perfectly but it would be like that is that real I don't think that's real I don't think that really exists
1: well she I remember her telling me like when she fell in love with her husband it was she goes it wasn't like falling in love it was like standing in love (laughs) And I was like, mm. <laughs> mm. that sounds that's weird.
2: Terrible. <laughs> that
1: doesn't that sound sounds, right. It sounds like but a, okay. it's a puddle of something. That you like <laughs> yeah, that's stagnant. <laughs> yeah. That's how I pictured her like falling in
2: quicksand or something. Like it was like, like oh,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: What were you going <laughs> to say?
2: I are just like slowly walking into like a, a kiddie pool. Think, yeah. Like, <laughs> deeper
1: deeper. Yeah. That's how I pictured it. So anyway, Um, that was, and then my mother stopped talking to me. I I mean, it was like rejection, abandonment. Like it was huge. The other part I should say that went along with this was I was expanding myself. Um, again, I'm referring this back to manifestation. So it's universal, not just about me, but I had real, I started doing improv and I was like, I don't know how far into improv I was at that point. Maybe like a year, six months, maybe. And that was a big expander for me too, because I was like, go expanding my energy because I was going out. And as much as I love doing improv, I had a big fear about being seen. And so I was pushing myself to do that. And I loved it. And I, and it really made me realize like feeling on an energy level, like I don't want to shrink in this area either. Like I'm expanding in my, like, creative and professional life and i don't want to settle or like feel like you know yeah settle i guess i mean he's a great guy and he's happy in his own place now well yeah and yeah. you weren't but the perfect
0: you. match for him either no i was you know, not. that's another thing when you leave someone who isn't your perfect match like you're opening them up too because right. you don't want that for them if you respect them to and have I, a partner
1: who isn't perfect for them that's right and he met his partner who he's still with see two months yeah. later yeah or a month later, even after I met Brett. Um, So yeah, so it wasn't good for him either, even though he thought it was at the time. Although he, okay, that's another story I want to talk about. But so anyway, so I was expanding in that way and I was like, okay, shit. So I left the security of, you know, the financial security, my mother, who was terrible to me anyway, clearly, but still she abandoned me. Nobody, no friends thought it was a good idea, except I had like two friends, I guess I should say. Um, they were both boys, which later it's like, why did they? Mm, think I wish was? I had been your friend, then I would have supported you. I know. Um, I did have one friend that was like, it's not like pe- my friends were like, well, I'm not talking to you anymore, they didn't yeah. abandon me or anything, they, they weren't, just weren't were like, really like backing you up, they were like, mm-hmm. what are you? Yeah, Dude, like he keeps you sane. Like they were basically saying, like he grounds you. Like I'm this cookie, mm-hmm. you know, artist person who's off doing improv, and this guy like grounds you. So uh, that was the first big step in man- step in manifestation was um, making those big leaps, like leaping into the unknown, like universe. I'm doing this, you know. Um, do you want to say anything, Brett?
2: <laughs> well, I <laughs> that just reminded me of the scene in um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where he has to uh, take a literal leap of faith onto a bridge oh. he can't see. Oh, yeah. To get to the, uh, yeah. To the uh, Holy Grail.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, you know, what also reminds me of the process of improv. I was thinking of that, yeah. too, like improv when you're practicing it, it is like getting into this like intuition and not needing to know exactly what the future is going to look like, but feeling into it. And that's yes. what you
1: yeah doing. Well, I should mention that in the interim, there was one really bad relationship <laughs> that I was <laughs> in. So it did, I didn't go right to Brett, because what have I got into this other relationship that that was basically what my therapist was warning me about, Mm. Um, you know, it was like just this like excitement stuff and terrible otherwise. And I do remember, though, playing this game of Scrabble with him at one point, but it wasn't Scrabble. It was the kind it was like this time where you dump all the pieces on the. Do you know about this? Like you dump all the letters scattered about and then, Oh shoot! I don't remember. It's not the... Boggle, is it? No, 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 no. It's Scrabble, okay. you but use it's Scrabble
2: like
1: Scrabble tiles. Yes, thank you. It's like rogue Scrabble, basically. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Well, what I remember, I was like, this is a metaphor for my life because, like, I just have to trust that the pieces are going to come back together, and like, I'm going to find the board essentially, and I'm dumping it all out in there, and I'm hoping that I'm going to trust mm-hmm. myself to the find. So anyway, now this story's going to get shorter. That was actually the big part of it. But then what happened was, well, at the same time, boy, this is a very vital time in my life. That's when I discovered the energy healing method that I use now, and I was learning it at the same time. Um, and so I was. Um, gr- doing self care practices of for the first time, really learning how to. I would meditated before, but I didn't know about calling my energy back to me, grounding. Um, I would do a lot of exploding of the energy of that other guy <laughs> to separate from him as much as I could. Going under, I was doing a big self care process of clearing out those pictures underneath it, the fear, all of that. And then The What I started to do the other manifestation work of bringing in the relationship that I really wanted, which we're going to teach in our class, but it's, it's this visualizing feeling process. And I remember and I was doing it and we are going to have the option of having partners in our class and I was doing this with my best friend where I was trying to make it so that my marriage was working. And in as I was visualizing it I was like this is what's right you know did it and then my best friend was like you really don't sound like that's what you actually want Mm -hmm. and I was like oh my god you're right and that really helps to have somebody to be like hey wait is this what you're feeling like you know what you know and so then I was like, I had just, I think I had just met you once. And I was like, well, let me try it with this guy. And I started doing this with him, like talking about, and I felt like literally felt his energy. Like it was like, like whoa. Come, yeah. I was like, whoa. Well, that worked. Like, I was <laughs> like, like I don't need to script about that anymore. Like, you know, do this technique of the talking about it as if it's happening and feeling it. Um, I remember it so clearly. Like, I remember where I was because I was like, well, okay, I guess maybe that's a better one. And, <laughs> and then like, yeah, um, I think it was like a week later we got together. Ah. So it was like a lot of combinations of things. It was taking the leap of faith you know, that, okay, I, I can do this. And then I'll say one more thing. And then if you want to say anything, um, I will say, as far as this goes, like with love, I did have a healthy sense of like, I really deserve this. So sometimes for me with career, I struggle with that in terms of like, well, career, like I don't need it to like, as an essential item in my life, you know, Um, even though I do, but this is what I was trained by my mother to not believe that I am capable of it. So it's like, but with love, I always felt like, oh, everybody deserves love like everybody, of course I deserve love. So that alone made it so that, um, that was like, I just want to say that was a big piece of me being able to bring in the love that I really wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew I could have, because it was like, of course, I deserve love. Everybody deserves love. Yeah, because we all have
0: some things that are like that. Some things that's like, yeah, of course, it's easy for me to manifest that. And then other things that are, for whatever reason, we believe are more challenging or we don't deserve them as much. We just need to do a little more work on them.
1: That's right. Or sometimes a lot more work. Mm -hmm. shadow work, all kinds of work, you know, to be like, oh, okay, wait a minute. And I'm, yeah, as far as career goes, like I've done, I had to do a lot of work on that in order to bring in this um, healthy feeling of like, oh yeah, oh, I totally deserve that because of my programming growing up where my mother literally used to say to me, It's just as easy to marry a rich man as it is a poor man, or it's just as easy to fall in love with a rich man as it is a poor man. So that's really why she abandoned me when, well, I mean, other reasons, but when I left my first husband, because she was mad at me for leaving a rich guy.
2: Yeah. Now, let me ask a question. (laughs) as sort of an outsider here. And I actually had forgotten that part of uh, my own origin story. (laughs) I, because you guys talk about when you're manifesting a partner to not be too specific, but I didn't realize that you had actually worked on scripting me specifically. I thought you were working on scripting an ideal partner.
1: Yeah, well, I had done that too but because I think I was like maybe I had just met you or something and so I thought I would just like try it with you to, <laughs> to see. see what happened yeah, yeah yeah normally <laughs> I wouldn't be like I like you know it needs to be this person and no definitely not but I was like yeah and that's another part I'm glad you brought that up in terms of manifestation having fun with it like if it feels heavy it's a lot harder to attract it so if it is just like oh let's try it out with this guy let's try know this thing, see how it goes. And I was surprised. I was like, oh. Yeah, not and like was- you
0: were trying to override his free will, just like you yeah. were like, let me just like play with this vibration and see how this yep. feels. Yeah, no, exactly.
2: My free will was already bent in her direction.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, and then the amazing thing is like, oh, all my life I was like, well, maybe I just can't. Oh, I even told my therapist at the time, like, I guess I just have commitment issues because clearly this other guy is... As good as it's going to get, like, and if I fall out of love with that, then forget it. I can't, and Mm -hmm. also, my Venus is in Aquarius, which is, (laughs) I really thought, also was just like, I had read about it, and it was like, well, I just can't be, I can't commit for that long. That's just not who I am. Maybe that's just not who I am.
2: That's so funny. That's so. I, it's just very funny to think of you as someone with commitment issues. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, it really, I mean, it's so over the top. We often joke that it's like we're in, we're probably in a coma because, and we're making this one of us thing is up. one of <laughs> us is in a coma. We're both in similar comas because it's just like all the details are too perfect. And I like just in terms of like we talked about before, we rescue cats, like when we started when we first got together, there was a lot of feral, we lived in Brooklyn. We both lived separately in Brooklyn. And there was like a lot of feral cats. And like with my husband, he was like, oh, this quirky, my quirky wife, you know, she's off like wanting to take these cats from Brooklyn. You know, he's, oh, that's a funny thing she does. Whereas Brett was like, I'll go do this. for, I'll help you. Like, we're going to go do this. Oh, <laughs> I, was I was like, love I like, that. Like,
0: I know. I remember you telling me about that when I met you, that you were still but, doing that when you uh,
1: lived yeah. in um, the yeah. Valley in LA. We still are essentially yeah. doing it he doesn't to have to go day. do it in himself because there's a guy that does it but we take the kittens and that's why we always have you know although I did kittens. just buy
2: a humane trap <laughs> at Goodwill when I saw uh, one because for- uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like, you never trap. know
1: yeah, yeah it's true you never know <laughs> uh, but so it's like down to those kind of details like and he's you know artistic but also very like um, stable and like is very grounded and so it really was all the details and for some people do like to get I wonder about you Tess like do you like to manifest like a list like specifically like if you like with your house that you're manifesting
0: oh yeah maybe with a house but not with people with people I I feel like it's if you want to manifest a relationship I feel like you want to concentrate on the feelings that you want to have when it's like things like oh he wears cowboy boots and he is a lawyer and whatever, like stuff, specific stuff like that. I feel like then it gets into like, you're ordering a pizza. You're This is a human, you know, there's like mm-hmm. subtleties mm-hmm. to the whole thing with relationships that I feel like we have to leave that open to the universe. I don't know. What's your thought feeling on it?
1: Well, my thought is you sure you can do that, but then you narrow the universe's. Um, yes. Yeah. Ability well, to give that to you
0: quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much, I just feel like there's so much that is like, that you can't even predict that you would yes. be yeah. healing from yeah. and benefiting from and feeling connected yeah. to. So,
1: yeah. Although yes. maybe if you have a feeling about the cowboy boots like that, maybe <laughs> you want like a southern guy or you know, <laughs> like
2: I mean, he's a guy it, who would be open to wearing. Boots? <laughs> <laughs> currently, but wouldn't say no.
1: Yeah. Or you know, but seriously, like having like that kind of. Like you know, southern boy attitude or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, wait, what were we just saying? Because it was part of oh, oh the at the house, to- but like with a house, you think it would be. I
0: feel like with a house, it could be more. I mean, it would still be the feeling, but it could be like oh, there's you know a patio, and then there's a back deck, and there's parking that's covered, and you know, but also the feeling. I feel like there's yeah. that's a little bit different. I feel like then yeah, manifesting a person
1: yeah with our house, actually, like we were living in l a at the time, and <clears throat> I had written out like four bedroom house and all and it seems so crazy to me at the time and all of these other details and I realized after we bought this house, I was like, oh my god, this has it's everything. all the things yeah, yeah,
2: and yeah. we almost didn't even look in this neighborhood,
1: yeah. And yeah. another thing, these are all good manifestation points is we totally let go because they were like, this is, has to be the final offer. Somebody else is offering at the same time. So you have to, you know, do your, and I was like, let's just do what we're going to do anyway. I, this is what we're comfortable with. We could have done yeah. it. And it would, well, have they
2: been were done. offering more. And we were, it was like that's a lot of pressure to meet Well, yeah, that's what they mm-hmm. told us. But they, yeah. I, there was pressure to meet that price, which was outside of our price range. So we're just like, well, this is what we're going to offer. And if they take it, they take it.
1: Yeah. And then they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, the other thing is it wasn't actually even really out. It was just like at the top end of our price range. I was like, you know what? I want to be really comfortable. So that's also like the letting go, trusting in the universe is such an important part and can be so hard, especially if you don't feel like you really deserve it in the first place. That Mm -hmm. will be, if you have any kind of shadow stuff around not feeling like you deserve it, it's super hard to be like, okay, like you can't really be like, I don't deserve this and I trust you, universe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're going to bring it. Yeah, or if
0: you're afraid because it feels like I need that for security purposes, but that's why I feel like when When I have been moving from one place to another, often the worry will come up because it's like, oh my God, well, we need some place to be. And so I do a thing that is um, an affirmation. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have a couple of affirmations I use that I say over and over again to help me to let go of the fear and like the micromanaging and then trust the universe. So I feel like it is challenging, but you can do it. Like you can get past it when they're, and then it's like, just like this. Okay. I just, I'm letting it go. Yes. Letting whatever
2: happens happen. I will say that for me, I don't, I'd be curious to know how many of your listeners, um, have similar backgrounds, but I was brought up in a very fundamentalist religion. I left, it went hard the other direction. And I refer to that time in my life as being (laughs) an evangelical atheist. Um, and, uh, And so coming sort of letting the pendulum swing back to something that is more logical, but still spiritual like this, I still struggle with that faith element of like trusting that the universe works the way I'm assuming that it does or the the way it's being described to me. And so, yeah, that, that trust part can be hard for me too.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners are probably from fundamental uh, religious backgrounds, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so how did you feel when you first were with me and I was doing my energy training?
2: (laughs) Um, Well, I, um, it was, well, one of the things that I have always liked, and one of the things that sort of allowed me to, like, crack the door into exploring this with you was the fact that you have at least what i describe as a very scientific approach to spirituality which is you have questions or you ha- or theories and you test them you examine them and you're not you're not like dogmatic about anything you discard what doesn't work you keep what does and and it's not Uh, rigid and prescribed by, you know, by generation upon generation of repetition or whatever. So Mm -hmm. like the fact that it's sort of empirical in its spirituality is something that I, that I have always respected about your work. Mm -hmm. But I will say that at the beginning, as an atheist who was still like very much clinging to the idea that I knew that atheism was the right way to view the universe. Mm-hmm. It was uncomfortable for me sometimes because I, I have a real hard time being in conflict with people that I love. And so it was, um, I obviously respected your ability to do it, but it was difficult to talk about it sometimes mm. because I didn't, I didn't really agree with it at first like i mm-hmm. didn't think that it was like that's fine for you mm-hmm. i don't think it's real you know what i mean <laughs> like, but mm-hmm. yeah uh so it was it was hard to talk about at first but one of the things that really um won me over was was getting some energy healings from you and mm-hmm. uh and from um
1: my mentor uh, from
2: from your mentor as well mm-hmm. who new things like we're reading things on an energy level that i had not expressed or or were expressing them verbally in ways that i hadn't said outside of my head like so it was just sort of real um I, like
3: evidence
2: yeah it was definitely evidence and it was it was like okay well this makes me really uncomfortable as an atheist <laughs> But like I, the, honestly, it was like the scientist in me has to acknowledge that this is, this has happened, that this is real. Like I'm not being scammed by, <laughs> by my girlfriend and her mentor. Like this is, <laughs> this is real. And so it has, it sort of opened up uh, my view of what might be happening in the universe yeah. and, and for the better, for sure, at least as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, I think it's different than fundamental religion, too, because at least the way Natasha and I practice, it's not so much like what is true, what is real, but like what works, what helps us. Right. Right.
2: Well, and I'm finding, too, that as I go on, that there are that it's um, it's less important to me to know whether like old me was right or new me is right about Mm. how things work, because I don't really care about the mechanics of it. Like whether this is all happening in my own brain and like, this is all just biochemistry at work or whether this is actually me connecting on a higher level with the universe, it works. Uh, and it helps me. So right. I don't like, I, I have let go of that sort of need to be certain, which is hard. And I, and I, it's not, <laughs> not something I have a hundred percent let go of, but it's uh, but it has helped to just be sort of, sort of in the moment with this kind of spiritual practice yeah that makes sense
0: yeah I feel like it's like a creative a creative relationship with reality mm-hmm. like that is mm-hmm. a way to describe spirituality <laughs> to me
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I think because also I'm not well I don't know I was gonna say I'm not dogmatic about anything but I'm definitely like I don't have any desire or need to convince anybody of anything oh right that right yeah sure. right Like if they don't believe it, that's fine. Just Mm -hmm. don't get in my business. I won't. Yeah, we'll talk about something else. Yeah, Right. Right.
3: movies.
1: (laughs) 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 And the same with anybody who comes to me too. Like I don't need. I'm not like in the skeptic proving business or right Right. totally business. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: Well, one question that I had when when we were first talking about being manifested is how you, how manifesting works when you are talking about a being with free will, like mm-hmm. how, you know, um, I guess that's part of why you don't get specific because if my, if I'm not open to it, then I'm not the perfect person. And so you don't want to try and attract me as the partner because that wouldn't that's be. That's right. That yeah, be good.
1: Because you test. I feel like you've talked about this right where you did get specific and it was bad news bears.
0: Well, uh, yeah, when I have done specific love spells on specific people, it has been very bad, very, very mm. bad. Um, and it, there are numerous ways that it can be bad. <laughs> I have a blog post about that. Well, because when you do that, it it's, vi- it's violent. It's like mm. overriding someone's free will is a violent thing to do. And mm. like, I get, um, comments on my blog sometimes where people I, I have learned, and I wrote about this in little guide to love magic that people will assume like, oh, if I like someone, they'll like me back. They just don't know it yet or something. And it's like that you can't, that's not You are you don't know that for sure. Like that's a kind of a rapey way to think like, mm. Oh, they know they would love me. They just don't know it yet. So I have to do mm-hmm. a spell on them. So they know. And I mean, I, I have done that. And so when you send out that violent vibration, then violence comes back to you. And, mm. uh, it's really, really uncomfortable. Mm. So I do not in any way recommend that, but what you are doing when you set the intention for how you want to feel and you want to attract someone who is so ideal for you and nurses you, it's better for everyone. And what you're doing is you're tapping into a vibration and then you magnetize at that level. Mm -hmm. And then you magnetize someone, like you said, Brett, like someone who's open to it and someone who's ready for that kind of relationship.
1: Because like, even with you, like, I wouldn't have put like atheist who thinks I'm crazy or not. you didn't think I was crazy, but who thinks (laughs) that like, you know, what I'm doing isn't real. Like that wouldn't have been on my list, but then it turned out like, oh, we're good enough at the energy, you know? Yeah, that is Uh, helpful. Yeah.
0: I mean, Ted and I are, are similar. He's an atheist and, but we have thought a lot about it in the past. Not anymore. Now he's totally like, I think with Ted, a lot of it is. Um, observing how many people have been helped, like just mm-hmm. like in the good five tribe and like mm-hmm. hearing stories of emails I get and mm-hmm. that he's just like, no, I get it. I understand now what you're doing. But for a long time, he didn't and it was not comfortable for him. And he, you know, he mm-hmm. does, has no problem being in, in a conflict with someone he loves. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> Which there's is, a real... you know,
0: works out for us.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a real bent in among hardcore atheists that it's damaging to not view the world from a like very hardcore scientific if I can't like prove it through science it's not real sort of way and um uh and that like that's what sort of led I i still regret some of the conversations that I had with people trying to talk them out of their spiritual beliefs that were not hurting anybody Mm. that that did not that brought them comfort and like oh I feel so bad about it but the but there is that idea that like I'm right and the world will be better if I convince you that I'm right uh and it's just so
1: which is the same as like religious
2: yes yeah well that's why I called myself an evangelical atheist is that I was yeah. really like it was it was a it was sort of the opposite but still had that component of like no, the world needs to know this <laughs> just,
0: well I mean I think you could I mean I think you can have compassion with yourself for that because yeah. you were raised in a religion that was really hurtful to you and yeah. you, so you were coming out of that yeah. and you observed it being hurtful to people yes. right that's
2: right great. yeah that is i mean that i'm
0: assuming true.
2: no that, I, that that is true that's a, that's a kind way to think about it but uh, that's
0: that was ted's experience also
2: oh yeah i yeah it's i it's uh it's common or i have -hmm. discovered after i after i left
1: yeah um but getting back to your question um me and rick springfield i like to use an (laughs) example i was convinced i was gonna marry him (laughs) starting at 14 um and i was like this is happening and i would like imagine how it felt but then when i was with my i've talked about this before but because i'd spent so much time in this fantasy and like really feeling it it turned out rick springfield wasn't the best match for me right. but who when- could have foreseen <laughs>
2: that- it's
1: hard to believe who could have believed that a 21 years older than me <laughs> Rockstar. who would not want
2: to marry a 35 year old willing to marry a 14 year old
1: well, anyway um, so but it turned out that those feelings were did help me to attract like you know the partners that were good for me at that time that I needed yeah. to learn from
2: yeah.
1: and that were a, a more age appropriate <laughs> this this
2: is perhaps a ridiculous analogy, but in uh, in working out, like strength building, mm-hmm. like I could spend my lifetime being upset about my progress if m- what I was trying to manifest was Brad Pitt's body,
3: mm-hmm. because
2: I don't have Brad Pitt's body and I never will. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to manifest strength or certain abilities or whatever, then I can then I, I can be open to more versions of that manifesting that are useful and helpful and uh, joyful for me than if mm-hmm. I'm stuck on Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so like fine-tuning <laughs> all the intention <laughs> so <laughs> well, that it's... Thanks. <laughs> J.K. Sorry, what did you say, Tess?
0: So, it, like, fine tuning the intention, like opening it up. That is such an important part of it too. Not just focusing on getting this one thing, but like, wait, yes. what if I really look at? Do is this really what I want? Do I really want right. Rick Springfield? Do I really want Brad Pitt's body? Or is it that I really want to can't even say that without
2: laughing. Really want Brad
1: Pitt's body. Well, but, but I will say that what, um like, having examples of, like, maybe you, I don't know why you can't have Brad Pitt's body, like, if you were really to, like, diet like he does, or I mean, like, if that was really something you wanted, I'm just saying, like, but maybe he doesn't have, like, the same structure. But if you really did want to, like, what I'm trying to say is we can use people as, like, Um, Like
0: there's something there that I want. Yeah. There's something that resonates with me there. Like, what is it? Let me kind of pull that in. Just like Natasha and Brett's relationship.
1: Right. (laughs) Or like the, or like how I wanted to feel with Rick Springfield. Like Mm -hmm. then I can manifest that with somebody else or like, oh, like, but you can use like, for instance, like, let's say Oprah for me, you know, like as a person, like, oh, to have, um, I can use her as inspiration. Yeah. You know? And so like Brad Pitt, um, can be an inspiration if he's an inspiration
2: right you know
1: right. um if it gets to be like beating yourself up because you're not able you know because you don't you can't achieve that then that's not good but if it's an inspiration like then that is actually helpful for manifesting
2: right right
1: um Anywho, i think that we've covered it you
2: know <laughs> i feel so? covered
1: well Well, this has
0: been fun i'm glad everyone got to meet brett our producer he's he's a part of this show every week yes you guys just haven't met him before
1: he does the hard work behind the (laughs) and who knew i manifested a producer right i know that too that too yeah i mean all the ways i mean the really truly there were so many things and actually this is the last thing i'll say is like that i never would have even thought of to think about manifesting but because it was the energy behind it the universe was able to like I was able to receive more than if I had gotten real sticky about a a list although yes. and again I want to say like for lists they do work. if it works for you great but for me
2: it feels better to open it up can i (laughs) just add one thing real quick i i do i feel compelled to say this for listeners Hmm. um because you made the comment earlier uh (laughs) natasha i almost called you baby uh (laughs) that the um that marriage isn't hard and it isn't for us but i think that one like one reason for that is that our you know um is that we are matched well and so when we have conflict we are able to resolve it instead of letting it fester or let it or whatever it's not that there is never any conflict no it's just that we are able to work our way through it, it with you know love behind it
1: well also i think it's that i happen to be a person who enjoys personal like <laughs> exploration and mm-hmm. yes. and relationship dynamics and so for me it's like oh this is great like we're getting oh, right. into it like, the, like yeah. yeah that's a, there,
0: it mm-hmm. is hard for me but I feel like the what is hard is not the relationship but it's that it brings up my pain
3: mm-hmm. that's when I
0: when mm-hmm. it's like when I think about oh relationships are hard it's because it's like oh gosh, I feel, I really don't feel like I deserve love. I actually don't feel like anyone loves me. And Aww. then it's like, oh, that hurts so bad. And then I have to like work through it because I have a partner and, and but yeah. so it's actually really healing and therapeutic, but yes. it can hurt a lot.
1: Yeah. yeah. See with him, I don't feel that way. I feel that way more in friendship if stuff um, comes mm-hmm. up. And then I'm like, oh, this is terrible, mostly because I have more issues feeling safe in friendship. And so like I feel and I feel like it's always I'm getting so much better at this. But for a long time, it was like any kind of conflict that came up. I'd be like, well, this is over. I guess I'm doomed. (laughs) Like they're going to leave. They're never going to. Not that I would abandon it, but that I would be worried. Oh, well they're going to never love me because I'm having this conflict with them and they're going to abandon me. And so that's always super painful. That's my big pain in a relationship, but I don't ever feel that way with Brett. Um, And also he, so th- I think why for me, it's not hard is because I do love that inner work and it doesn't. Um, And I know that he's going to meet me in it and we're going to do it together. And it's going to like, we're working on it. Um, yeah. and yeah, so I'm glad you did say that because I don't want to discount like to think like, oh, if you meet your perfect partner, it's never going to be hard. Like it yeah, yeah, it like, like hard. what's wrong with me because yeah, my no, relationship no, 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 no.
0: is hard. Yeah. Mine, mine can be hard, but again, it's, it's about me. It's not about Ted.
1: Yeah. Or, or, I mean, maybe it can be sometimes about, oh yeah, no, some. I mean, he goes through his own
0: <laughs> stuff too, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I mean, it, it's like, it's the process of like feeling my
1: Thanks. yes yeah. yeah which for me like I said is with pretty much in any other relationship um all of basically what I'm saying is all of our problems are Brett's fault and so it's <laughs> fine for me like I'm just like okay write it out come back to me when you're done
2: well, <laughs> I mean you're joking but <laughs> no. that actually I had no 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 I mean I realize they're not all uh, all me but I one of the things that I have worked through is is or I continue to work through, but have made significant progress on is a real sense of defensiveness, where I've had to just realize that in the moment when I feel like, no, I'm right, I need to stay here and convince you that I'm right. I've learned to recognize that that feeling means I'm not right, and <laughs> that I need to go cool down and realize how I'm not right. Yeah. I, which sounds sounds very cowed, uh, <laughs> like, but I, but it's it's just something that I've been able to rec- recognize in my own interpersonal dynamics.
3: Yeah, I, I, I can too.
0: relate. Yeah, well, I read this thing from Gay and Kathleen Hendricks. They wrote they wrote books on relationships that I can't think of what they're called right now, but Mm -hmm. they talk about how, when there's a conflict in a relationship, that it helps to think about it as being equally, both partners are contributing to that challenge in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that helps me to remember that too. Cause especially when I'm like, no, I am right. And you Mm -hmm. are wrong. (laughs) Like just Mm -hmm. to be like, wait, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's probably, it's probably not that simple. Yes.
1: Yeah. I feel that way too. If I ever feel like I'm a thousand percent, right. Then that usually means that I'm wrong and actually the reverse too like if I feel like oh god this is all my fault then it's usually like oh wait a minute I it's actually the other person who is bearing more of it I don't think it's always equally people's faults, but that's for another well
2: well, yeah (laughs) depends Um, on the uh, dynamics
1: yeah all right well thanks for being here yeah
2: I'm happy to do it It'll be weird to edit my own voice this week.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
2: See you. All right. You Thanks. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Okay. All right. So we that hope enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um. Okay. Shall we go to questiones? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Did we say that we were going to be on? We did say we are going to be on Instagram Live. That's yeah. when we got into the details of the timing. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like a cocktail power hour, too, where we're having a drink? Good question. Now is the best time for us to to decide. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Sarcasm. I I guess we could. (laughs) I guess we could. Yeah. If you want. You want to have a drink? Sure, I do. My face looks really red today. Okay. So uh, here's a question from Nadia. It's actually two questions. So she said, I just redid my living room, a.k.a. moved furniture around, and the little desk I was using as the altar is no longer there, and I was wondering any ideas for an altar that does not include a desk. I'm feeling very discombobulated because I don't have my altar, and I still have a lot to go through before everything is set in place. I like this question because sometimes people have asked me, like, you know, and I'm sure they've asked you as well about, like, They don't feel safe having an altar out in a very Mm. obvious place or, you know, they live in a tiny apartment which they share with someone and where can they do it? So um, do you have suggestions? Well, um,
0: really an altar can be anywhere that it can be anywhere. It can be just like any flat surface that feels right to you. I like to have mine so that I can meditate and gaze at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I also like mine to be super simple. Like I just like to have one representation of the elements. So Mm. five, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. Mm. So that could be like you could have something so simple. You could even just have like a candle and then a statue or image of the divine and it could be an altar and then it would be not super obviously an altar where you could meditate. That could be your focal point for the divine or you could bring out a candle and a statue or a candle and an image just when you meditate and then put them in a in a drawer um it's really flexible it's finding what works for you
1: in your space yeah um I feel like I've told people before even like do I feel like like a window sill even like you can put like mm-hmm. like if they don't have anything or um And even you can have a little thing in your car, too. Just, Mm -hmm. like, little reminders that bring you back to your purpose or your soul or, you know. Little anchors. Um, Yeah, little anchors. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you do need a flat surface of some sort, right? But Mm -hmm. I don't know about not a desk. Um, Even, like, if you have a little nightstand, you could just clear it off and have... If in the meantime, clear it off and have like a little something on there to make it your altar. Um, Okay, hope that was helpful. And now the next question. Since you're having an abundance manifestation class soon, I was wondering if um, you guys can address Sorry, if you guys can address. Once a manifest, manifestation abundance spell has been done, what do you do with the money you use to represent the abundance? I don't know what to do with the money because I am afraid that if I use it, then the spell is going to stop working. Um, so I guess this would be specifically a money spell.
0: Where she it sounds like used money as some sort of like a focal point or
1: a charm, like either mm-hmm. dollar
0: bill or some sort of denomination or coin.
1: Um and you actually mentioned putting some in a jade plant in a recent news. Oh
0: yeah, you could bury it. You can like put it at the base, bury it at the base of a tree. That's I've done that. I've like mm-hmm. I really like wrapping. Um, like a dollar bill around a quartz crystal and then burying that at the base Mm. of a tree as a spell all on its own because it's like prosperity energy going up into Mm. the tree.
1: And you just leave it there
0: Mm -hmm. forever? Yeah, just set that. Well, when I did it, it was because there was a tree behind my apartment at the time when I Mm lived in Venice. And it was like then that tree was always right outside my window just kind of going over the house. Um, But you could do it with any tree. It just like set that intention To align with the the energy of growth, like upward, steady, expansive growth. Mm -hmm. But you can also spend it. You could donate it. That seems like Mm -hmm. a really cool thing to do if you want with Mm -hmm. money that you use in a spell is to with the intention of love and healing to Mm -hmm. donate it to a cause that you care about. Yeah, that's a good
1: idea. What I mentioned to her, she asked this on the listener page, and I said we would answer it here, but I just quickly said um, – Not to manifest from fear. So like anytime you feel like, oh, no, because she was worried that the spell would go away as soon as she spent the money. And I would just say that feels more like superstition. Like, you know, the whole intention of spells, I believe, and why they work is our intention and our alignment with the divine and flowing from there. And the fear stuff is just fear. It's not like everything's so fragile it's going to break. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I do get that question a lot. Like, Mm. if I happen to forget to put into a spell like on my blog or something, or even in a book, if I forget to say what to do with the stuff after you're done with the spell, people will always ask because they think they don't want to mess it up. Yeah. Um, and so I do like, I think for me, if it doesn't say in the spell what to do with it, then um, I just tune into my intuition because I will say like, sometimes I'll create a charm hmm. and then I'll hold on to that charm. And then I'll be like, how long do I have to hold on to this charm and then if I tune in intuitively I'll be like you know I don't really feel like getting rid of it yet so in those cases I actually have a box that's specifically for that Hmm. (laughs) like I have a this like wood box that I painted a I painted and decorated with jewels and a tree and it's really like this pretty box and I use that for when I have extra magical materials or leftover spell ingredients or whatever that I just don't feel like you know it's time to compost yet or Mm -hmm. to bury or whatever
1: Mm -hmm. and then I'll
0: just put them in that box and then I'll revisit that box every few years and be like okay now I can get rid of this.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because I don't usually use like physical items for things like that. But it does feel like it needs some kind of a conclusion, you Mm -hmm. know, like, for instance, with the money, maybe you could say something like, thank you so much for serving me in this spell. I now release it to the universe. And now I'm going to spend this with love or whatever. Or, you know, if it's a quartz, thank you, you know a crystal like thank you for the like giving it thanks and then clearing it and saying now will you so yeah it does feel like some kind of just acknowledgement this was used and you know for this purpose thank you and now we release it.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah sometimes if it's a crystal I'll uh, sometimes I just use crystals for specific purposes and then it's time to get rid of them. Did you see that fairy just fly behind my head? Well I've been seeing drops of light. Yeah I mean it's not this is not a bug. I mean, this we are not in a time period where there's a bug. I feel like I saw a fairy of light
1: just fly well, by. Well, I there. saw it fly. <laughs> I saw it keeps happening. Like, oh, theres I almost took a picture. Okay, it's possible. I'm that take a picture.
0: Slightly possible there's a bug, I guess, maybe. But well, I, it did not it look be like weird. Weird. a bug. Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, that's oh, yeah. just light. That's just light moving on the shiny oh. thing on my head.
1: Well, I think that's what was happening. Was that what it was? No, no, no. That's something else. Oh, I saw it. It flew up. Yes. Okay. Well, (laughs)
0: Uh, weird. Okay. Well, who knows? I don't know what that is. So there's a fairy here right now, everybody. (laughs) What what was I saying? (laughs) Oh, sometimes I use a crystal and like for a certain intention and then I'm just like, oh, now I'll just like cleanse it and use it for that intention later. But sometimes I feel like. I now I want to go release this to the creek by my house or now I want to like bury Mm -hmm. this like just just
1: just follow your intuition on what feels right to you yeah I agree all right well is it my time okay let's see how am I gonna do this (laughs) it's time for the energy oh that's great yeah okay I'm telling you I'm, I'm never keeping it the same or maybe I will, but I. You don't want to get nailed down right now. No commitment. I, I no know. I, I know. I said on the uh, the interview that I don't have commitment issues, but <laughs> maybe it, this is how it's coming out now. It's how it manifests now. Hmm. Okay. So, um, you know, th- here's the thing. <laughs> So what I real okay, so the energy report is the energy trend that I'm sensing into for the week ahead and also from what I've seen with clients in um, the past week. I'm um, just, because it does, f- this last week is kind of flowing into this week. But what seems very important is to clear out your space energetically. I'm talking about like, yeah, Oh, what? Feel, I'm feeling it. Yeah. This is like the the magic, yeah. what practical magic is. Oh, there. really? Mm-hmm. So one thing that you can do is, because I will say that I've seen, and this is this past week, but it really does feel like what's happening this week is there is going to be some momentum starting. Like there is going to be like, okay, we're getting into this. It is a new moon coming up. Mm-hmm. Next I week. I guess that's next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like we're kind of building into like, okay, we're getting there. But what we need right now is to clear out old confusion, clear out other people's energy, and really getting back to basics in terms of calling our energy back to us and, and grounding into the body as well. So what I'm recommending is you can imagine... I've said this before, I'm sure, but at the base... So your grounding cord is a cord that goes from the base of your spine, your first chakra, to the center of the earth. So what I like to do is imagine lifting it up a little bit and then imagining a gold vacuum at the bottom and just vacuuming out your space of any old energy that doesn't serve you, any confusion, any invalidation, anything vacuuming it up, exploding the vacuum so that it goes wherever it needs to. The earth will recycle it and then anchoring back in your grounding cord, plugging it into the earth in the present time and then filling up with gold light. So imagine a big sun above your head like you poke a hole in it and you pour the light so it cleanses it out and you can just feel that light going through all the way down your feet, like out your feet through your whole body. Um, so, and then just really, again, calling your energy back to you, feeling like you can imagine blue around your aura, that's the color of certainty, but really just clearing it out so that we're in a space here as we start to go into January more and, um, feeling more the momentum that we know who we are as opposed to other people, that we're really clear as we set these intentions, like, for instance, as you, if you do our webinar, like, cluing um grounding into 2021 like that you're doing it from a more clear space
0: yeah and and that's so capricorn season energy with the saturn Uh, and the boundaries
1: and the getting clear that's true um and um i was just gonna say oh it is good i'm just realizing that that's basically i mean that's not the only thing that's part of what we're doing in the webinar too Mm -hmm. which is like this clearing out and then you know so that you can receive this abundance of the year you can receive what you want to receive so
0: there it is the energy report i loved it i loved it from start to finish great okay so now it's time for practical magic okay so similar the the waning moon for this next week Aligned with Capricorn season, mm, mm-hmm. it really, I was exactly tuning into clearing out. Also, I was thinking more mm. about just like activities or thoughts or stuff in your space, just any way that you can create more space. That's what I'm feeling for this week. Like, even if it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes even I feel like my p- spiritual practice gets a little cluttered. Like, okay, mm. now I'm going to listen to it. it now I'm going to listen to um affirmations, and now mm-hmm. I'm going to read my goals, and now I'm in a journal, and now I'm going to light a candle, you know, and then it's like, wait, maybe I could just kind of not do any of that for a moment. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like be present, and just breathe, and just listen to the oh, silence, yes. you know, I that fr-
1: kind of I will say, sorry to interrupt you, that part of what I also meant to say was I am cluing into the body, like just yeah. like really being in your body right. is really important right yeah. now too. Yeah.
0: Then that's the earth sign, the Capricorn also is that anchoring into the physical body. Yeah. And into the present. That and silence. I feel like January and silence really go together well. And also the waning moon as we get ready for the new moon. so in addition to all of that, that creating the space, um, I also, this is something that I feel guided to focus on, especially after I just went through that period where I started not believing that anyone has ever loved me except my brother, (laughs) is to... um, is to make an effort to connect with people because what Mm -hmm. I experienced is something that I have learned about loneliness is I don't know if you've heard about this Natasha but how when someone starts to feel lonely so if you have been feeling lonely like I was then it it sometimes starts to feed on itself because then like how I started to be like oh Ted's just acting like he loves me and like no one's ever loved me like that we can start to kind of instead of taking action to feel more connected we can start to isolate more because we start to believe those stories you're
1: saying this right now because I was gonna say something to you about that where I was telling you before I was kind of feeling from you like something going on yeah that I was then like for a second I was like should I be taking this personally like I felt it and then I realized after you were you just said now about how you felt like nobody loved you, that when you feel like nobody loves you, you actually pull back from the people who do love you. Right. So that's why I think I was feeling like a little bit like, oh, you don't love me. Uh, Yeah. I mean. And that's
0: another way it feeds on itself. And so that's that. That's the message I'm getting is like, and even though it feels like the more that starts to happen the more it feels like, oh, I don't want to Zoom with my family. I don't want to, yes. you know, call my dad or call my friend or tell Natasha that I feel like nobody loves me. <laughs> like, yes. I don't want to um, have those forms of connection because I don't trust right now. So it's like, to in addition to creating space and letting go so that we can tap in, it also feels like it's going to help us if we if we override that, that um, feeling of, kind of not wanting to connect by making that effort to just give someone a call or be like, Hey, let's get on a zoom and have a coffee or something. So that's, um, Oh, and then, and then it's also that which I also shifted out of that worrying that nobody loves me Mm -hmm. into, Oh yeah. We can also consciously shift into instead of worrying about if people love me or not, like, let me remember how great it is just to love people. Like shift into loving and and sending out love instead of...
1: Yes. Like maybe doing something for somebody or like, yeah, yeah, like... Fostering connection. And Mm -hmm. then it, it becomes easier.
0: It's one of those things like how I sometimes I know you know like I I've talked about this on the podcast like oh I really don't feel like doing anything but I know if I just get up and clean out the fridge I'm going to start feeling energy and I'm going to feel it's that just that initial like get off the couch and start kind of thing like yeah just let me just you know schedule a zoom call with somebody it seems hard but it's going to be great and then afterwards you're going to feel like oh I'm going to do that again you know it'll be easier
1: yeah because it's also can feel like embarrassing to um admit sometimes like when I was feeling that last week it's like I didn't want to really tell anybody but Brett because I it's like embarrassing for it for me it was embarrassing like to reach out and be like well I really think actually nobody values me or cares about me because of something stupid you know that's how I was feeling in the moment but when you can move beyond that it is hard it is painful but then it's you worth can it. open to receive, yeah. It's worth
0: yeah, it. and to just remember, it is an illusion. It see it can seem yeah. really real, like oh yeah, no, really, honestly, truly, nobody loves me. <laughs> like yeah, it seems real, it but it's not. It's not.
1: Yeah, because it's coming from that past patterning, whatever it is for you. Like mm-hmm. maybe for you, it's you're a failure or whatever it is. Like, um. That's because it's coming from old stuff. It's not happening in the present. Yeah,
0: you know, part of it for me was I was realizing was that I have more and more, like ever since I started to let my body be how it is and not freak out and feel like I have to force it to look a certain way, like uh, then the underlying fears there, like that's been coming out. And that one of those was that, oh, like people love me because I am an accessory for them. I make them look good. I make them feel good about themselves. And that's why they want me around. It's not actually like, love but I'll settle for it and I'll make sure I fit that yeah and now the more that I'm like you know what I'm I'm just gonna look how I look and I'm gonna get older and I'm my way look looks gonna change yes. and I'm gonna you know that that I think brought up those vulnerabilities that was connected to that uh in some ways
1: Yes. Yeah, so and when you were raised by a narcissist, it's like, that's love. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you got to watch out. Like, you can't gain weight. You can't, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, because yeah. they're not, or, you know, or maybe you can't, um, like, have a an amazing job where you're respected by people, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's all external, external stuff, which is yeah. what I was wrestling with. External, I have been, I didn't, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting now. No, please. Well, I was just going to say, I took a, I've been taking major breaks from Instagram in terms of like not going on and checking. Like I will post if I feel inspired to post, which I have been, but, um, but then I haven't been checking because I was noticing how much like it just automatically taps into that energy that I had growing up where it's like, well, how's it going? Like, how, yeah. how are you performing? How's it, how do you, you know, you're either failing or you're succeeding. It's not mm-hmm. just about, oh, here's... I'm valuable, right? <laughs> Here's yeah, like what I'm and then it's, it's measuring your
0: worth, like that's yes. what you were taught. Yeah.
1: Yes, like there's a metric for how mm-hmm. you are worthy. I mean, mm-hmm. There is a definite metric, yeah. and like with things like Instagram or, you know, um, just things where there's numbers, and yeah. you were raised that way. It's really, it was really hard for me. And so since I've been taking a break, it's like, oh, I can now I have enough of a break where I can see, oh, that's the feeling. It's not actually coming from Instagram or like right. you know it's yeah. like so I don't have to go to that place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's old programming.
0: Looking deeply. And that was a message that kept coming up for me too when I was doing card readings. It was look deeply, like look at the shadow. Uh, yeah. You know? And so all of that can be a window into self compassion instead of just like yes. getting into this stuck space of, no, really, no one loves me.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, for me, it was coming up because I was doing the work of our manifestation class. Like oh. I, that's why all the shadow stuff was oh, coming yeah. up. And
0: probably me too. I mean, probably we're all both having that yes. while we're offering this, that it's yeah. like raising our vibration. So we're dealing with this stuff.
1: Yes, and that's exactly what we're going to be teaching is, like, how do you deal with the shadow stuff? And it's not like it goes away. No. No. As you expand more and more, (laughs) you, like, deal with different shadow stuff. And so, yeah, that's why all of that stuff is coming up. It's really interesting and exciting because as then when you clear past more of it, it's like, oh, my God, I have more room to receive. Like, I really do feel more of my own value more. Like, I'm valuable just because... Not because, I mean, we are constantly going through the same growth cycle, you and me, I'm realizing. <laughs> and for some reason, I don't know why it wasn't so obvious when you first started talking about it. But that's exactly what, for me, this growth cycle is about. It's like, it's not about how you look or how you perform. Yeah. It's just you are
0: valuable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we talk about that in the manifesting courses. That because like when I first started on the spiritual path, I I did think like, oh, I just got to get through this, and then I'll just be happy and I'll be (laughs) great, and I'll just manifest whatever I want all the time. And then it really is about learning. No, you know what? There will be another time when I think no one loves me, (laughs) and then I'll just breathe through it and I'll move through it and I'll like open up to it more and I'll see what this layer is about and you know and and learning to navigate that with compassion for yourself with patience with knowing it's not going to be like that forever you know that's Mm -hmm. all part of learning how to expand more and more into your flow
1: and also taking the leap of faith to talk to Ted about it like that's a leap of faith to be like and even here talking about it you Mm -hmm. know to say like oh outing it because you know it's that old AA phrase we're only as sick as our secrets it's like when the more that you expose it, like, oh, you know what? I was using Instagram in some ways to feel this. Well, I wasn't, but I was always feeling not validated. Yeah. And to me, I had ju- that was part of my shadow was having judgment about it. It's like I'm, you know, that feels superficial. I was judging it as superficial. So I couldn't even look at it like that's only you know superficial that would be really superficial of me to think that an Instagram thing validated me I'm clearly more evolved than that you know that's where the judgment would come in but there's something deeper like that's
0: what it was with me too with like the scale like how much I weigh how how in in shape am I like that was how healthy am I eating like that was it wasn't I, of course, I knew like that's not important really, but yes. then it's like even <laughs> d- underneath that was, oh, nobody loves me. Like, and mm-hmm. then that, well, that's like, let's look at that now. You know, yes. <laughs> like, that's the real issue that's there. Yeah.
1: And for me, it was, oh, you're only valuable based on how you're performing. And same for you. Yeah,
0: too. yeah. It's like I'm only valuable based on how um, how good I make other people feel about themselves.
1: Yeah, by and being if I'm
0: related to them, or yeah.
1: Something. And if we're judging this, then we can't see the information.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. All so right. It goes the deeper. The deeper it goes, the more painful it gets.
1: <laughs> well, I actually think that. It gets easier because you grow your self-compassion. You right. Know, I oh, would yeah. have lost like months to feeling bad before, you know, I just 20. mean like
0: when there's like a covering like that, like Instagram or like my appearance. Yes. And then it's like, okay, that's weird and uncomfortable. But then you go deeper than that. It's like, oh, that's really <laughs> a lot of pain. <laughs> but <laughs> then you get to it and then you get the opportunity to have compassion for yourself and heal it and move beyond
1: it. Yes, that's true. Yeah, there is pain under. under underneath
0: it and it was almost like even in a way it was like a way to not feel that like I mm-hmm. think it kind of was like oh this is this is convenient I can just focus on this problem and I don't have to feel that deeper pain even though it's still there I yeah. just I I i thought it was better just to stay above it but then getting mm. into the depth of it it's like oh, okay that's a relief.
1: Yeah, it get does through. get better when you get to the core. You pull it out and then you feel better. And the more you learn how to handle yourself with self-compassion instead of like uh, merging with it. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. <sighs> we did deep. it. Going deep.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now it's time for housekeeping.
1: Okay, great. Well... You can find us at magicmondaypodcast dot com where you can sign up for um the webinar. Be aware of our course, ask us a question. Um you can find us at Magic Monday Podcast Listeners Group on Facebook. Um what else? Magic Ask Monday Pod- us a question
0: on our our voicemail. Oh
1: yeah, 828-333-7181, 828-333-7181, what else? Oh, and on our Instagram Magic Monday podcast. Yep. And remember,
0: we're going live tonight. Um, Tonight. That was great. Oh, thanks. um, (laughs) You can find me at TessWhitehurst.com, which is where you can find a lot of spells and rituals and guided meditations and all kinds of fun and free inspiration. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444, on Facebook at TessWhitehurst, author on Twitter at TessWhitehurst, and on YouTube at TessWhitehurst. And you can can find find
1: me at highestlighthealing.com. And you can sign up for, you know what, various things. You can look over there. You can schedule a session (laughs) with me. (laughs) You know what? Various things. (laughs) It's all there. You'll see it (laughs) if you go there. And on Instagram, the aforementioned Instagram. I feel so much more at peace with the aforementioned Instagram now. It's quite lovely um and um i mean because i do love sharing on there but i was like maybe i need to just stop but now i i am feeling good about it um and on facebook at highest light healing all righty okay so what are you reading from today for our card for this upcoming week um this is from the akashic tarot by Sharon Ann Klingler.
0: Okay. And, and I mm-hmm. am reading from, oh, is there someone else?
1: Mm-hmm. Sandra oh. Ann Taylor.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm reading from
1: my very own Cosmic Dancer Oracle. Great. Which you can buy on your website or Amazon.com. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So (laughs) what I've pictured here is the two of keys. I mean, what I've picked is the two of keys, which is the treasure, it's called. Um, But what it says is this card um, represents a great loss or disappointment in your life right now. It could Mm. be the loss of a job, a relationship, or even an opportunity. But remember that this is temporary. It might take some time and effort to rally your forces to recover, but there's a great treasure within you that is always available. The little chest in this card represents that part of you that is filled with light. It isn't vulnerable. It can never be lost or damaged. When you focus on what's wrong or what's lacking, it perpetuates your sense of emptiness and victimization. So don't let yourself get lost in your loss. Open the lid to your light and let it illuminate your way. There are other opportunities and greater wealth waiting for you to discover. I felt like that was about the collective grief. Did you? I did. But also I feel like it's a lot about what we were talking about in terms of like we were feeling all of that stuff. But underneath it all was this light of ours that is always Uh, there. Yeah. And that is our true value. There's nothing that can take away from it. All the stuff we put on top of it. It's not really the real thing. The real thing is the light. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, Mayan has a a similar sort Mm. of, another sort of dimension to this. So I drew come back to center, Mm. and it's this mandala of light with a sort of like a womb-like center with a a woman curled up, a being, a woman Mm. curled up in the middle, woman of light um and it says you are being urged to draw inward to align with your deep inner compass and to come into harmony with the energy of the earth
3: hmm. the answer
0: to your question does not lie in the realm of the senses or words but the center of stillness and silence when you take a moment to drop into the depths of you you will find it everyone has his or her own unique or their own unique center point of consciousness where they reside at the eye of infinity indeed you are the true center of all that is from you infinity extends forever in all directions including all courses of time Mm. equally just as you possess and radiate infinity you contain within you the dissolution and ending of all that is was or ever be or will ever be time is a cycle and a circle and everything contains its opposite order and chaos stillness and action silence and sound Mm. it
1: is very similar
0: yeah so it's it goes on to talk about like stilling your mind going into your center tapping into your intuition Mm -hmm. um tapping into your womb area Mm. and nourishing yourself deeply so that you can come into harmony with the the cycles the
1: natural cycles of your body and of life yeah it also reminds me of like what I was saying about like just calling your energy back to you, like coming back to that center, like really. Using yeah. That creating
0: space, listening to silence as yeah. we're like getting to this end of this moon cycle as we get ready for the new moon.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that womb energy also, I think that it's both that connecting with silence, but it's also letting yourself be
1: nourished. Mm, yes, I feel that. All right, oh, well, it's cowboy great medicine. to be back with he you is all. is a lawyer. Thanks for listening.